Hello, my name's Evie and I'm here to have an honest discussion about all things sex, mental health and self-love with some amazing people I've met through Instagram. Most Fridays, unless I'm going out for a drink, join me for a good old chat on everything surrounding sex and your body with some of the best in the sex positive community. Welcome to Clitory the Best, a conversation with Lola Jean discussing squirting. Hello, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So, um, I, my job, I feel like changes every, every couple of months at this point, but (laughs) as of right now, I am a sex educator, uh, a mental health professional, an occasional pro dom, a fetish wrestler, and the world record holder for volume squirting reigning champ. Wow. Many hats. Love it. (laughs) Yeah. How did, how does a record come around? Like, how did you find that out? And yeah, what's the story? <laughs> it was, I think it was something where, and I actually, I've just been starting getting messages about people like, hey, I want to break the record. I'm like, go for it. Um, <laughs> but I, I knew that I was like a very high volume squirter. And oh. there was a scientist that I had worked with, Dr. Jana, and she had always spoken of like the highest amount a person can squirt was like 900 milliliters. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like I could probably crush that. So I started looking, I'm like, okay, well, if I want to do it, let's like, it's going to break science. So it's clearly the record. Yeah. So looking into, okay, is this a record? How can I set it? Does it exist? And that was when I got actually, it didn't exist. The record doesn't exist for volume. So I reached out to Guinness and they were like, yeah, we're a family organization. So like (laughs) when it comes to sexual records, they can acknowledge it, but they can't be a part of it because of Uh that. So basically I just looked at everything to Guinness standards and I had enough journalists, witnesses, stipulations, measuring devices and all that to make it legit and fair. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And because I don't do things small, I made it into like a giant event. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. So did loads of people watch you? Yeah, I had, well, we had, we reached capacity of the event. So there was like 300 people in a film crew. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's so, wow. Yeah, Mama needs a stage. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, So for our listeners, if no one's, I'm sure they have, but if no one knows exactly what squirting is, what, how would you describe it? It is an uh, expulsion or release of fluid coming from in and around the vagina and vulva area. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to project or leave with any force. Um, Mm -hmm. It is not the same as cum. It's not the same as pee. But generally, if there's expulsion of a pretty decently large amount Mm -hmm. of fluid, it doesn't have to be a certain amount for it to squirt. But basically, if it feels good... And something comes out, it's probably squirt. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, because I always wondered if I had, and up until recently, I didn't think I had. And then I felt it wasn't like an orgasm, but it was like re- really hard pressure. And then I was like kind of a release and suddenly I was really wet. But I was like, oh, I don't know if it was because it's not, obviously, I think you imagine it as like this big explosion. So I guess right, yeah, yeah. maybe I did. But it's just, I mean, yeah. release, is, release is the key word for it. That's what it's going to feel like. It's what it's going to look like. And most of the time, the first time someone squirts, they will have no idea unless someone alerts them to it or they have a lot of evidence. Ah, okay. Yeah. Can mm. anyone squirt? I I think anyone with a vulva can squirt. Um, the main the main things I think is that you need to have a coordinated public floor and relationship with your vulva. 
good relationship yeah. with your vulva to understand that. Um, because I, I like people should understand that I haven't been squirting since I've been receiving pleasure. It's only really mm-hmm. been the past like five years that it's been happening. Okay. So would, was it something you had to train yourself to do or did it just happen? Um, it's, it's something that just happened. And mm-hmm. like I said, you'll, I don't think the first time you squirt, I don't think you really know unless someone alerts yeah. you to free <laughs> evidence. So, you know, I might've squirted in my earlier twenties once before that, because I do remember mm-hmm. a distinct sexual experience. And like, I remember the person was like, did you come? And I was like, yeah, did you not feel it? Cause I'm like, it's very distinctly wet, but I didn't know, yeah. I didn't know what squirting was. I didn't know, like, I couldn't really bring an mm-hmm. alertness to that. Um, but the first time someone actually did make me aware of it and more so in my, my mid 20, that was something that just kind of, it happened. Mm. And after that, I didn't have access to this person anymore. And like immediately after that, and I was left with like, my body can do this thing. I didn't know it could do. So that's when I kind of took myself to my own devices, AKA my hand. And Mm. I just masturbated, um, doing different things, trying to replicate this sensation and knowing that Mm -hmm. trusting that my body did this thing, it could probably do it again. And I guess that's how you could say I train myself, but I more so just like really took time with my body, understood Mm -hmm. it. And then once, once I figured that out, then I was like, okay, now I wonder what other ways I could make this happen. And like, that's what I mean by the understanding and like relationship with your vulva. Getting to know your body. Yeah. 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 Um, What's the whole deal when people say, because obviously it's scratching his pee, like, mm-hmm. does, and does it really matter? Like, what, why is there this big debate? And yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is like, no matter what, it's going to be a question that's continually asked. No matter, no matter mm-hmm. how many podcasts I go on and interviews I answer, no matter how many yeah. times I answer this question, <laughs> it's still going to get asked. So I've kind of stopped answering it. And I either say that, like, why do you care? Or mm. like, no, like squirt is squirt. That's why we call it squirt. Otherwise we'd yeah. call it sexy pee. Like I have a lot of, like I've had someone drink my pee, drink my squirt. I've squirted in a cup. I peed in a cup. I've done all mm. these different things to show you that they're different. But I think it's something more to be said of the person asking this question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's like a weird obsession, but at the end of the day, look pee isn't that big of a deal <laughs> so what is it if it is yeah I mean like the thing the people who ask that question clearly haven't had enough experience with it because mm-hmm. I I have people that have had a lot of experience with pee in and around their mouth and with squirt in mm-hmm. and around their mouth and they can tell you what the difference is so you know maybe yeah. put your money where your mouth is in that stance but I mean at the end of the day if you are going to question or shame something that comes out of someone's body yeah. that gives them pleasure or joy or has the potential to give them pleasure or joy then like you don't really deserve to be there yeah for sure yeah do you recommend any... a lot of people mm. oh sorry go sorry ahead. sorry no you're okay oh, <laughs> I think a lot of people like maybe they would enjoy it and like not not all people do enjoy squirting but maybe people mm-hmm. would enjoy it but because someone is like shaming them or making them worry that it's pee because like nobody wants to unintentionally pee on someone who doesn't want that consensually to be in and around their body like people don't want to mm. do that like you yeah. don't want to poop on someone unless that person wants it and you also want it so mm. it's understandably something that someone might be worried about too yeah yeah do you recommend any particular toys or do you find that I guess obviously everybody is different so the, there's that but yeah do you do you find any specific specific toys help with squirting 
Um, yes and no. So yeah, everybody is different. I think in general, we get to know a lot more about our body with our hands. So in my like online squirting series, I take people through getting to know this with their hands. Cause especially if it is something you want to experience with another person, you know, you can always do that with toys, but I think people with vulvas, we have an internal sex organ and we should be exploring Mm -hmm. it in that way, whether it's internally or externally. But as Mm -hmm. far as I think Again, not for everyone, but for a lot of people. So the air pulsation toys, the clit suction toys, those are great ones because one, it proves to people you can squirt without having something penetrate you, which is great. And also it's something that I like to say, it like, it gives your body no chance. It like your body will succumb to this toy because it's so intense. (laughs) And for people who have really sensitive clitorises, it doesn't put direct pressure on the clit it doesn't Mm. touch it but it's air around it and as like I'm someone who experiences that so I think that one it's a bit it's a very universal for a lot of people and there's so many different types of air pulsation toys that are out there so you're you'll be able to find one that maybe isn't as strong or one that isn't as small or or whatever to fit to your Mm. body the other one is just like the I feel like the toy that almost everyone has because it also lasts for forever, which is the Enjoy mm-hmm. Pure one. And that's mm-hmm. one that's great for people who have prostates or people who have vulvas. Um, and the the key to that is using it like a seesaw and not a saw, but that can be a really great okay. one. Um, not even necessarily to make you squirt, but just to engorge your G area, um, which is something that's needed in order to squirt because it's not going to necessarily be like I can squirt in four seconds, but that's because I know my body. But Mm. usually the key is like getting aroused and engorged as possible before you're ready to expel fluid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because I find with the suction toys, it's almost too quick. I'm like, oh, it's great if you're in a rush. (laughs) But sometimes it's like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It's great invention. (laughs) I know. I like to do, I like to really tease it. So I go on like low settings for a while and then slowly Mm. ease it upwards. But I think there's some warning on the box. Like don't use this for more than six minutes. (laughs) (laughs) God. Yeah. Um, a lot of questions I always get, um, and I, I've noticed you did a few stories on this. It's everyone's always like, how can I make someone squirt? When I know you'd like to make a good point. And it's not, you don't make anyone do anything. You don't make someone do that. But how can you help somebody get there if somebody wanted to? I guess, again, like I said, it depends on your body. But um, yeah. Yeah. I think one of the main things is maybe instead of it, cause it's like, I want to, if you, even if you say like, Oh, I want to help someone squirt. Well, firstly, mm. does that person want you to help them squirt? Because yeah. it can be, it can be really difficult having an end goal because I mean, not even having to do with squirting, but in, you know, in sex, we're gauging in sex. I think, you know, we shouldn't necessarily lose sight of our orgasms, but when, if we are going to be upset, if neither of us came or neither of us squirted or something like that, then I'm going to go into that situation probably with a lot more anxiety and less likely to receive pleasure as opposed to like, Hey, let's have fun. And if things thing happens, that'd be really cool. But like, let's just go into it having fun or at least knowing that you're not going to be upset or disappointed. Neither of you, if that thing isn't going to happen, it's, um, I think, so going into it first with that mindset is going to help you. But as far as, I mean, like techniques and things like that. There are a couple different like techniques that I'll teach and show and and Mm. ones I think that give versatility. So like, hey, if you don't like this, maybe you'll like this one, but also you might like none of them too. So (laughs) I think the the important thing to keep in mind when it comes to any kind of techniques is to think of it as a starting point and then adjust Mm. with your person. Um, The big thing for vulvas is 
repetition and then time on time off. So I did a, I like did an interview with like men's health and I'm liking this like high intensity interval training or like Tabata where those are workouts where you're like, okay, 20 seconds on 10 seconds Mm. off and having that 10 seconds off actually makes your 20 seconds on more effective. And that type of thing with our muscular training can also be similar with our sex organs as well. Even like, if I think of like pleasuring penises, it's like getting to a rhythm where it's like too hard, three slow, too hard, three slow. And just seeing especially when you're doing something with an area that has a lot of sensitivity having that change and repetition especially the clitoris just so goddamn sensitive and we just think that we can give it all the attention in the world but that time off can be a lot better for it um so finding these rhythms working with that with whether it's with your hand whether it's with a toy whether it's with your mouth whether it's just grinding um because you don't need to have internal penetration or stimulation in order to squirt. Um, Some people, maybe, um, but that doesn't necessarily have to happen. So, I mean, as far as assisting, it's really figuring out this trial and error with your person and then also being able to communicate with them and or read their body to understand when do I need to sprint? When do I need to lay off? What are different signals that we can use? Mm -hmm. How can I understand it with this person? And also like, it's hard. You can't be in someone else's brain. So sometimes you can assist them all you want, but when it gets time for like the home sprint or when it's time to squirt the stuff out, maybe they need to touch their own body and you need to stand back. (laughs) Yeah. And if you're not in it mentally, then no amount of touching is going to make a difference. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Even just Mm. thinking about like pressure is such a hard thing to communicate of like, I want, especially if it's very precise, I want this amount of pressure because pressure and Mm. speed are the two variables we often play with um, when it comes to any kind of like genital touch and speed, you can kind of get there, but pressure is a really, I find it's a really hard one to communicate. You can sometimes take someone's hand and be like this much, but it it tends to be a very particular thing. Yeah. Unless it's your own body, you can't really fully tell. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or you can just like, you can let that person grind on your body or put their pressure Mm. into your hand and they can choose that. But like, I think that's all takes out some of the ego. So if you're like, I want to make someone squirt or help them squirt, are you okay Mm. with doing it? If you just supply your hand and body and they do whatever they want on it. Mm. Yeah. That's such a good point. Mm. And when you said like about end goal and stuff it's all you can always you you can apply that to everything and I think yeah it's just oh god I've lost my mind yeah (laughs) just at the moment with corona I just like from being inside of the time I just forget how to talk and sometimes my brain's just like gone fair yeah one of those days (laughs) one of those days um yeah so we had some questions from instagram followers i had mm-hmm. to weed out the ones that were all about peeing um <laughs> so we had we had three here which i'm gonna go through that's okay um one was i squirt a lot and i have trouble feeling shy with partners do you have any tips on how to embrace it and love it that yeah uh so i'm, I'm taking i'm thinking of this question in like two different aspects of usually mm-hmm. the people that end up writing in being like i squirt a lot is they're also mm-hmm. tired of it <laughs> Because it is something that is, it is a blessing and a curse, especially if it's something that your body just happens to do a lot. Um, 
But I think one thing is keeping in mind that like, okay, if you squirt a lot, this is something that you do. This is something your body does. And someone should be able to accept it with whatever enthusiasm or lack of enthusiasm you have about this. And then also might change throughout your life. You might love it now. You might fucking hate it in a year. (laughs) Um, Or it might change based on how sometimes you love it. Sometimes you hate it. That's, that's probably what it's going to end up being. Um, But given that, that's going to unfortunately be something that's going to have to be in your weeding out process. So it doesn't mean that someone has to be super excited about it. In fact, that might also be a detriment. Like, so for me, I look for someone who accepts squirting as something my body does. If the people who like love it so much and fetishize it, I don't want that because my body doesn't always squirt. Um, or I don't want pressure to like give a performance worthy squirt. Yeah. Uh, but then I also don't want the people that are going to shame me about it or the people that are going to be like, mm, could you not do it this time? Or Ugh, I hate it when this happens. I want someone that can share those ups and downs with me, but maybe this person isn't that way. Maybe they want someone who's like gung ho about it. It might be a trial and error, but this is going to have to be a thing that becomes like a filtering out because this is a thing your body does. So if someone thinks it's gross, you don't, there's nothing you can do. You can tell, like, you can give it to people to see if they, maybe their opinion can be changed, but it's more something that you don't have to lead with on the dating app, but maybe after you've been like talking to someone before you go into bed with them, because if this is a thing you do a lot, you're probably going to want to tell them before this happens. So you don't have to deal (laughs) with being naked and then being like, gross. Um, or is it Mm. pee? (laughs) Um, which is, which is great after you just received pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. But being like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, I squirt a lot um, when I feel pleasure. Um, it doesn't always mean an or-, or whatever it is to you. And you can explain mm-hmm. that. And just being like, I just wanted to let you know. Um, and like, you know, see, maybe if they have questions there, but just gauging their reaction. Because basically, if they're going to be like, oh, that's kind of weird. Or is it pee or any of those? Like, you can just ask them questions and see how they respond. You don't have to lead it. But if they either... Mm-hmm love it or they're like okay sounds good like cool uh yeah (laughs) like then that's good that's a place that you can work from but Mm -hmm. if it's a thing that your body happens to do um I I think it's something similar to anything that's a characteristic of us of like oh my body is shaped this way or I have really long labia like if someone's not cool with that then like no (laughs) yeah get rid of them (laughs) yeah and like you don't have to shame them for it but it's just like oh well I don't really want to sleep with somebody Mm. who has like this much opinion on my labia. So um, maybe we shouldn't sleep together. It can be as matter of fact as that. And I think honestly, that's the best way to get them to question like, huh, maybe I'm being a dick. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Instead of just being like, fuck you, you should accept squirting. No one has to, people don't have to love Mm -hmm. squirting. They really don't, but they shouldn't be, they shouldn't sleep with you if they don't because that's the thing that your body does. And like, if you are someone who has really small boobs or big boobs and they don't like that, they don't have to like big boobs or small boobs. But if that's going to get in the way of them enjoying their experience with you, then, then screw that person. Well, don't screw them. Don't screw them. (laughs) Yeah. Don't screw them. Yeah. The last thing you want is to feel shame when you like just slept with somebody like, or before or during like you just you don't want yeah. to the measurements we're yeah. allowed to have our preferences uh-huh. um yeah, we should sure. question them but we shouldn't mm-hmm. project those onto other people that they have to fit within our preferences because mm-hmm. that's if there are preferences we're the one that chose to be picky about that shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> for sure yeah well the second question is where does the liquid come from 
Um, so this is one that's debated among some scientists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually, I, like, there's two different scientists that I, like, pull from, which is um, Dr. Jana and Dr. Laura Merritt. And I'm like, I think both of them are right based on their research and that corroboration mm-hmm. with my body. But it's fluid that both comes from the urethra and from the skin's glands, which are, um, which is a bunch of erectile tissue that uh-huh. is surrounding the urethra. So it's all a lot from that area. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where you get also like combination of different things that make up the fluid so I think it comes Mm -hmm. from both of those areas that also accounts for why there's just so much damn fluid that does come out um our body's made up of a lot of water and fluid and that's also a reason why if you're dehydrated it doesn't mean that you can't squirt it just might mean that you need a little bit more arousal period for your body to be like send down the fluids (laughs) yeah and sadly I guess there's not much research that has been done on well, female There's bodies been, in general, to be honest. Yeah. There, there has yeah. been a study of, and then again, these are always really small studies. So they're, mm-hmm. none of them are really able to be very uh, refutedly quoted. But um, there was one where people with vulvas, they were, they emptied their bladders and they did an ultrasound. And as these people were being aroused, their bladders mm-hmm. filled up with liquid. That's not very normal for this to happen with pee. Um, so that's something that we know that does happen when okay. arousal occurs. So, and that's also why it's like the more aroused you are, the more likelihood that you could be able to squirt because there's this fluid buildup. Yeah. So interesting. (laughs) Uh, And then the next one is what's the biggest obstacle stopping people from squirting? Um, Mentally. I think it's mentally also an being unaware of if when our body is doing something new because the mm-hmm. assumption is that like I don't know what this is what if it's embarrassing I don't want to do that so we can suppress our body from mm-hmm. feeling all sorts of things and whether it's we're afraid we're going to pee we're afraid we're going to fart like we don't know what's going to happen and that's also why you know if you want to help assist someone in squirting if you can make something into a comfortable environment where someone feels mm-hmm. comfortable comfortable being at their most feel like you're gonna like shame them or dump them if they do something embarrassing like then they're gonna be able to not maybe only squirt but like experience a lot of different Mm. things so it's really that mental aspect that like no matter how confident you are especially if you're in a new scenario if you're like naked and vulnerable like physically Mm. and mentally with someone you know all the best of us will have that too we'll feel like oh, I've never experienced this before. What if I do something embarrassing or any any of those things? And that's what's going to get in our way of not only squirting, but like orgasming and pleasure and just trying new things. Yeah, trying to empty that head can be the Mm -hmm. hardest part. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then the last question is someone is asking, is squirting related to the G-spot? No, I know G-spot's been quite debated and still is. (laughs) I like calling it like the g area because it is Uh an area it's not a spot um and this is also a debated thing of okay yes squirting has some to do with the g-spot but not necessarily in the way you think because we Uh can stimulate the g-spot in a lot of ways we can do it manually so with our fingers but we can also do it with our muscles and our muscle groups around that so that's the pelvic floor which Uh the pelvic floor controls fucking everything so we should be way more concerned with it than we are it controls (laughs) defecation, urination, orgasm, squirting, like all of those things. Um, And that doesn't mean that you want to have the strongest pelvic floor possible, because if you have a super strong pelvic floor, you can still have dysfunction. 
So okay. it's about having like the coordinated pelvic floor. So there's all these different movements of like elongation, contraction, and relaxation. Those are the three different states that our pelvic floor mm-hmm. can be in. Um, but we can control orgasm squirting through that pelvic floor simulation. So a lot of the, you know, if you're masturbating on your own and trying to figure this out, play around with your pelvic floor when you're experiencing different kinds of pleasure or touch and just see how it changes your pleasure. Um, You know, I've had squirting was a gateway to having more control over my pleasure and orgasm. I'm still not an easy to orgasm person, but it led squirting led me to having a better relationship with my vulva, with my vagina and like having more of a role in a say in my orgasm. I feel like unless there's maybe a toy involved or it's a particular scenario, Mm -hmm. I would say maybe 90% of the time I have a role in my orgasm, like a pretty significant one. It's not happening. And that's why people are like, oh, can you make someone come? Mm. For me, I'm like, not really. (laughs) Like I'm going to have to have a pretty decent like say and role in that experience happening. So the the pelvic floor can that that can have a lot of the control over the G spot. So that's why, you know, I can just rub my clit and squirt. Um, it's I'm having some sort of simulation of the the G area. It's maybe not as much as you think, not as intense, but a lot of yeah. people's G areas internally are really sensitive. Or like there's been people who have, whether it's like twisted uteruses or just like other scenarios that involve a lot Mm -hmm. of pain with vaginal penetration and the great thing is if it's your muscle groups like you control that and it doesn't have to hurt as much as internal things do Mm, I think yeah like a real big myth with squirting and stuff like that is you always think it's loads of action inside like you've got to be doing all this all these hand motions but yeah like you say you can no not at all one of my favorite things that I, it, well, for me, it was like, it was kind of a fun party trick thing, but it also, it felt really mm-hmm. good. But if there was like a continuous stimulation on uh-huh. my clit, like a slapping, but it had to be kind of soft. So like more of a back of the hand lightly, or even like a penis okay. or something that's like softer material. Yeah. But if there was like a continuous like hitting, that would make me squirt because of the time on time off sensation. And like, I think that blew people's minds, but it was also the most caveman thing of like, I hit it and it goes splash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. God. So yeah, there's plenty of things that can make, you could also like, I've squirted yeah. hands, pr- hands free before too. Like there, you, there's wow. a lot more that's to it than just that. Mm. yeah and like you say when it's mainly I find that as well mainly I've got to be involved that's why I love a bit of mutual masturbation you know finish finish it off together it doesn't have to be like oh go away I'm going to sort myself out but you know it can be it's pretty hot if you do it with each other so yeah exactly and that's why I think if there are any other like you know pillow humpers out there or whatever it's like using that hip mobility and like grinding with your pelvis like that's engaging your pelvic floor which is why it feels good and like you know I don't I don't care what like you know Betty Dodson said about that being like an immature or like you know clenching orgasm like feel it feels good it feels good yeah yeah just do what makes you feel good yeah, yeah. Well, that's my evening sorted <laughs> <laughs> be working on my pelvic floor oh well, thank you thank you so much for coming on yeah, yeah I think everyone's gonna have learned so much good yeah. good I have so yeah those are really good questions too um it's funny when you start out the like is it pee ones you're left with some real good gold <laughs> yeah pun oh, intended God, yeah. I guess there right is, yeah <laughs> 
there is so many of them yeah. oh dear yeah well where can our listeners find you do you do any um on are you doing workshops at the moment do you do online I am I'm starting to do a little bit more uh, actually more for like in UK time as well too on, on Sundays oh, nice. but I have a bunch now that are recorded um and I'm working on doing like a monthly fee instead of like pay as you go for them so everything's on lolajean.com and that's also all my social media handles is lolajean.com with a dot spelled out but i have pre-recorded workshops i have a really in-depth um squirting series it's a five-part series with um a bunch of different additional resources when you buy into that one um there's pegging series there's a wrestling one that's coming out but you can find all of those pre-recorded classes there as well as announcements for um i'm doing some more live classes like maybe a couple a month um in planning that out for 2021 as well Hello, future Evie here again, laying in bed, feeling very ill. Um, I'm very excited, though, to announce that we can give you 50% off her workshops and her website using the code CLITERALLY. That's that's C-L-I-T-E-R-A-L-L-Y. Thank you. Amazing. Gosh, so busy. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I got nowhere to go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. God, yeah, that's the only thing keeping me sane is, like pushing content out exactly but sitting yeah oh well thank you so much for coming on Mm -hmm. and yes everyone can subscribe until next time guys bye